Then, Jamie, you never fucking have anything. Your contributions to the show are minimal. Yeah, but the most important. What? What is? Your your snarky comments? Yeah, because minimalism is what's in. (laughs) Uh, What what is that? Uh, Who's that chick? Marie Kondo or something? She's like, Um, get rid of the things in your life that don't give you joy. hmm. So you got rid of everything. (laughs) Yes. Minimalism. Mm-hmm. Gives you joy. Sure. Fair enough. That has more meaning. The minimalism? No, like when there isn't, when you don't contribute much, but then when you do. Oh, oh, oh is that how it is? Right. It has an outweighed impact. Mm-hmm. It's it's quality over quantity? Yes. Well, when's the quality showing up, Jamie? <laughs> Whenever I speak. Oh, really? Okay, fair enough. Uh, welcome, everybody. It's the Elemental Podcast. That's uh, me, your host, Amy McAllister, failed comedian. Uh, with me, as always, is Jamie with her snarky minimalism. And uh, over there is Jason. Jason, thank you very much for coming. Hey, everybody. Appreciate it. I would like, to, uh, before we actually start, uh, numerous people have indicated uh, that they miss the fact that we're not singing the theme song anymore. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I will say this, everybody. Uh, the theme song is not giving me joy anymore. There is no more joy well, to be had in singing that theme song. How would you know you stopped singing it? Because it's not giving me joy, Jamie. You stopped singing the, it because I think you're... The motherfucking podcast is not giving me motherfucking joy. I need to have joy, Jamie. Maybe you just need a new rendition. Of it. Well, and that's what I was saying. I was like, I need I need a muse. And I need I need yeah, to come I'll up. This <laughs> hey, everybody. Oh, no, that's very oh. titty. This is not <laughs> 1920. We aren't the fucking flappers. Uh, Maybe does that hat give you joy? This hat. When I saw it in Meyer today, when I went to Meyer, I saw it and I was like, I need that hat. Did it make you horny? I'm wearing a St. Patrick's Day Viking hat with horns and uh, long pigtails. Pigtails. They're all. It's all green. St. Patty's Day. I paid four dollars for it. Oh. I thought it was a good. Set. You got ripped off. I, yeah. No, I did not. This was a solid, solid purchase. If you had bought two, you could have made it into a brazier. Well, there was a, a tutu on sale as well, like a green tutu. But the tutu was ten dollars, and I didn't think ten dollars for a tutu was a good purchase. But I, then I saw the hat, and I thought the hat would be at least ten dollars. Then it was three ninety nine, and I'm like, I am buying the hat. Well, I think you'd wear that more than you would the tutu. Probably. Mm-hmm. And not uh, the Funderwear run at Laugh is not happening this year. That's when oh. I probably would have worn it. But the Funderwear run is no more. Huh, they They nixed it because they just weren't enough people signing up for the Funderwear run. For those who don't know, the Funderwear run is a, a short little run. It is a 1K. I don't even think it's a 1K. I thought it was like a half K. And uh, people were encouraged to wear their underwear or costume and just dress up and be silly. Mm-hmm. And the problem was not enough people were signing up because real runners weren't signing up because this, this is not a 5K. Right. I got to time myself. I got to train for this. I got to get in shape and stretch out, stretch my legs. I got to get new sneakers and socks and I, I got to get a bib number and I got to go to bed early and I got to post up the day before you know, carb up, you know. Wear a camelback. Got to wear a camelback, man, out yep. there. Fuck, got to do right. 
and it's not that kind of race. So no. real uh, runners don't sign up for it. And then I think, I'm not going to lie, I think it was a little pricey for like non-runners to be like, oh, because I think it was like 30 bucks or something. Oh. And yeah, 30 bucks is a little pricey for just like not even a full race. And But I, I can't lie, everybody got like pretty sweet door prizes and you can win costume prizes. And I think you got like a free drink ticket and you could hang out. It was nice. So, mm-hmm. but whatever, it's gone. It's not happening, everybody. So, uh here I am wearing a St. Paddy's Day Vikings hat instead. Yeah. Isn't that contradictory? Not really. It's mm. uh, not contradictory. It's uh, incongruent, I would say. Oh, okay. They don't go together there necessarily. There we go, yes. The Vikings don't have shit to do with St. Patrick's Day, but... Mood. Rude! Ah, uh, but getting back to the theme song, I think one day something will strike my fancy and, and we'll, sing, we'll sing a podcast theme song once again. But people were also going, we miss Stay Dry and Make America Smart Again and all that shit. AIDS! AIDS. I love AIDS. AIDS, AIDS <laughs> will has, remember. AIDS hasn't lost its love. Sorry, today. everybody. AIDS remains. Forever and always. AIDS never Once gets away. Once you got it, it never goes away. Once you got the AIDS, uh, yeah, there you it go. Stays. It's like coronavirus. It never goes away. Mm-hmm. And you die from it. So, mm-hmm. uh, Jason, we always like to start off with a hole of the day. Uh, the O on. Oh. Yeah, it rhymes. Our first potential a-hole of the day marks a first in a-hole history. What? <laughs> Child? A dog. Group of individuals. Oh, group of a-holes. <laughs> the clan. It was announced earlier today that six inmates in Italy died while protesting the coronavirus, coronavirus containment measures. Yes. They, uh, while protesting, broke into the infirmary. Uh Uh-huh, as you're known to do. (laughs) And overdosed on methadone. What? (laughs) What? Why do they got methadone in a prison prison hospital? On methadone treatment, probably. Uh, Maybe. Among the containment measures that were being protested were restrictions on family visits to prevent transmissions of coronavirus. So, these (laughs) dum-dums in there. They're protesting these things. Right, because they don't want to have more problems, more limitations. Well, right, but everybody's going through it. Anyway, well, particularly in Italy, they got a bigger crisis right. problem yes. going on yes. in Italy. So, right. uh-huh. yeah, so these guys these, just the, took advantage of the situation and so broke into the infirmary. And they broke into the infirmary and then what? Overdosed on methadone. Oh, is that it? They, they are die? dead. Oh, oh they, they're dead. They are the dead. Oh, daddy! Six, All right, six dead. Mm. All right, six less assholes in the, the world. Virus I like doesn't it. get you the methadone. Will. Oh shit, that's the worst, man. Mm-hmm. The only the flaw to this story. Is of course there's no photos of this They don't they no pictures of the corpses? No, I've got a picture of some of the other prisoners protesting, but they're not sure. the ones who necessarily I the ones thought, who wound up dead. I thought they had heard that they had um set the prison on fire. I thought I had heard that. Hmm. Well, they, I did say that uh, protests broke out in more than a dozen prisons okay. across Italy, so I don't know if that was one. So of I probably things. read something else because yeah, I heard that like uh, I think they set it on fire and like some of them died as well too. A lot of dumb prisoners mm-hmm. in Italy. Good riddance. See ya, pasta eater. So we should send our prisoners <laughs> to Italy. Yeah. There you go. It sounds like there hasn't been much. Um, I don't know what do you call it, government intervention? Either, because 
And the prison problems? In these problems, they, they said the, one of the spokesmen for the prison said the administration, referring to the government, is completely absent. They have left the penitentiary, penitentiary police in jeopardy. So, All right. I don't know if that was coronavirus related or not. Huh. I, I wonder how they allowed them to break into the infirmary, though, because you would think that would be a place where they would have uh, guards there because, like you said, there's the methadone, there's probably sharp instruments that they could use as weapons. So you would think that would be fortified. Like, maybe the kitchen would be open, because, like, you fuck, whatever, it's food. Right, you would think... Well, I think part of it is the, you know, in there, what they were citing is the lack of help responding to the situation, because the one picture I do have for our, to share on our social media is of prisoners atop the roof of one of the prisons. Oh. So it looks like the prisoners that Damn. basically were getting run of the prisons. Sure, right. Yep. Ah. Well, the problem with that is people are going to come in and murder these motherfuckers. <laughs> There's or, guns or they're going to take the care of themselves first. Well, that's <laughs> it's like senior skip day. Thunderdome. Yeah. But in the infirmary, you think those items would be even under more lock and key. Like, you know, it's hard to get in the infirmary, whatever. And, and then what was that again? Get into where? That hospital oh, space. Oh, okay. very good. And then it would be even more so, like that other stuff would be under like a real secure lock and key, almost like safe like or something. It's probably just in a drawer that's locked, if that. And labeled. Yeah. <laughs> Methadone, <laughs> scalpels, <laughs> hypodermic needles. Yeah. It's got Guns. one of those, right. one of those locks with just a little piece of metal that turns yes. up halfway. Right, yeah, that's <laughs> yes. all it is. Yeah. Takes a butter knife to open it. It's yeah. good. It's, all, it's got a lock. There's no key. Whatever. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Italian prisoners, a-hole number one of the day. Our second oh. t- takes us out to California. Okay, they won. Where <laughs> last week, Monique Collins, 44, entered a Philly cheesesteak location, attempting to return... Two half-eaten sandwiches and fries. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Why? She complained the sandwiches sandwiches weren't fresh and demanded a full refund. Okay. Ugh. When she was told she could no longer return the food as it was already half-eaten, she began to destroy the store. Did she poop on the floor? <laughs> is she Italian? No, but destroy the store is a crack because there, there is video I will post tonight. Oh, right. Okay. It's a brief video oh. when you watch it. But uh, yeah. she literally sweeps the computer. <laughs> you got it now, Jamie. Yes. You got the joke now. I, I know. My jokes are incredibly subtle and smart. <laughs> she sweeps the computer monitor off the, oh. off the counter. She takes the tip jar and chucks what? it. She overturns tables. She takes a chair and throws this, it at employees. This is when the customer's wrong. They're always wrong. Uh, employees, feel free to punch customers. I am giving you permission to punch customers. The store owner in this case did come out and try to... Good, put her in a chokehold. He came out swinging with a broom. She took the broom from him. No, come around. on! He stuck it in her beam. His you, you can't let the inmates take your weapon away from you. <laughs> you should have had a sword. Jesus. And this is all, I mean, it's... Was a, she big? Was she a big old fat fuck? Uh, I mean, she's a little large, but not... Because to me, like a person that returns... She's not on my 600-pound so-called life. That's but, but a person who's returning food to a fast food restaurant or whatever, that screams fat fuck to me. That's what that is. Of like, I'm a fat fuck, I ate half of this, and uh, now I want to return and get a refund or get full sandwich instead. Mm-hmm. You're a fat fuck. A regular, normal, average day person would be like, well, and then they throw it away. 
And you well, go right. on with your or, life. What was it she didn't like about it? Undercooked. She said oh, that it was, yeah. uh, she so said that it was, yeah, it wasn't You would fresh. notice that right away. You know, you take one bite or you look at it. You don't eat half of it. Right. It's because you're a fat fuck right. and your taste buds don't work anymore. Yeah, that's when it dawned on her. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> 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 it's grizzly. <laughs> I, I don't, but I don't understand that state of mind. I still don't understand it. Even if you're going to try that, then I just don't understand you thinking that you're going to get it. Do we know how old she is? 44. Oh, fuck. She's too old then. She's too old to be going buck wild in a fast food restaurant. <laughs> buck wild is about the perfect description. Oh, it's, yeah. It's about 30 seconds of pure mayhem. Uh, buck wild! It's <laughs> crazy. Do you think the employees were just afraid of her? Oh, yeah. In the article right. they cited, some of the employees said they were terrified. Well, you know, probably like teenagers or whatever. Yeah, I mean, man. say it though, She's Jamie. She's like throwing or moving. The computer. I, and, I would. I'm yeah. at the point now where I would welcome someone like that because it would give me the excuse to punch you in the face, mm-hmm. and I would be in the right mm-hmm. for beating the shit. I have middle-aged anger, is what I have, and I want that to happen. This is what I would. I would have went out the back door and came in, so I'd be so coming up behind her. Yeah, hit her with a chair. Yes. <laughs> Why didn't they think like that? You know what I would have done? At the point she smashed the monitor, threw the tip jar, and overturned the table, I would have said, oh, you're right, we'll give you a sandwich. <laughs> oh, no, see, I would, I think, I, know, I honestly think I would go after, like, like I just said, like, do that. I go would want to call, nine, I mean, I want to make sure that this chick just ate sure. it. Yeah! Just mop all the floor with her food, face. All that undone food and everything. Yeah! Eat it. Eat it, bitch! Mm-hmm. Now lick the floor. That's right. Get some coronavirus, bitch! That's right. Let me poop on it first. Get that floor coronavirus. God. Yeah. It angers me. This well, kind of people. What was her name again? She had an unusual Monique Collins. Monique? Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Monique Collins is a-hole number two. Uh, I vote her as she is the a-hole today. Yeah. I like Because the, the Italian guys, they're dead. They're dead. <laughs> they're dead. Oh, we, can't even, we can't even give them their right. award. Right. right. Oh, shoot. I forgot to go back and look at who won. Thursdays. Oh, I oh, keep yeah. forgetting so that because I chastised so... Matt for not sharing the trivia on oh, yeah. the following episode of another episode, and here Let's we finish. Ah, whatever. I'll, I'll, <laughs> but, uh, quick, I'll quickly look. But it yeah, up. I mean, even though obviously the prisoners shouldn't do it, you you would expect them to kind of do something like that. Whereas this lady, lady, hi, lady. Right. Uh, last week's winner of a hole of the day was the pastor who hired a hitman. Oh, As see, opposed to the man who got a Facebook fight. I would have gone with Facebook fight. I see. I was a pastor. He's a fucking asshole. Tried to hire a guy to kill the senior pastor. Yeah, but again, my contention was he was already in prison. We knew he was going to make bad choices. Sure, yeah. yeah Versus yeah, yeah. the Facebook fight guy was well, loose like, and free, and he ruined his own freedom. By... Well, like I said, this dude has clearly been in prison or jail before. <laughs> this dude... Uh, has not he been. In the in, he is not an upstate. Well, I'm assuming that's after the fight. Yeah. He got into a oh, fight, yeah, and I'm sure he took well, a couple of blows. Remember, he to did this. have 630 Facebook friends. He's got. Yes. He's worlds ahead of me. Well, like, no, you're better off, man. I think <laughs> keeping your Facebook circle to like 50 or less, you're probably doing it right. <laughs> so there we go. So I will post the uh, a hole of the day, the Italian a hole. Or the uh, buck wild bitch. <laughs> After Monique left the store, she was later oh. discovered at her residence by police and arrested for assault with a deadly weapon. Good. I don't know if that was the tip jar or the broom. <laughs> yeah. 
Wait, they didn't even get there until she was gone? Uh, I mean, this video, that's why I said I'll post it, because it's... 30 seconds, just yeah, quick I, in and out. <laughs> the listeners won't, you won't have to invest much of your time to see oh. this lady go buck oh. wild. Buck wild, bitch! Wow. The chick's buck wild! Mm. Angry. Uh, all right, let's. Uh, oh, hey, uh, before uh, before we get into anything else right now, we're we're gonna get to um, uh, the Zane Wars here in a second. But uh, I would like to. Con- I made a mistake when I was talking about the uh, Colby's River uh, Retreat. Uh. I made a mistake. I, I I was referring to it as a uh, as a bed and breakfast or an Airbnb. I guess it's technically not that. A VRBO. It, it is a, a, a cabin rental, is how oh. Mark wanted me to refer it as. It's a okay. cabin rental. So uh, I would encourage everybody, if they would like, I still have a sticker for a free night stay yeah. down there. Uh, and it does not expire, everybody. Oh. So I would encourage everybody to go to a Colby's River Retreat. It's C-O-L-B-Y-S, Colby's River Retreat, mm-hmm. on the uh, Instagram. And go check it out, and you'll see the pictures of it. It looks great. And if you want, I will send you a sticker, and then you get a free night stay. Just mention my name. It's pretty sweet. Wow. Tyler Town, Mississippi. Good old Mark. He's a, he's a listener of the podcast, and I like the fact that he listens. So, All right, let's get to the Zane Wars, man, because I had several people go, what the fuck's going on? I'm like, I have no control over this animal on the podcast. Uh, so... Let, you let, get let's... on Twitter and you get out of control. Oh, oh yeah. shit! Oh yeah, I must be. He's out looking of to start trouble. <laughs> so we'll start with a disclaimer. Okay, what's the disclaimer? The following opinions are not reflective of the opinions of the host or co-host of the, <laughs> of Elemental, the Elemental Podcast. Well, I will. I will play a moderator <laughs> and uh, a peacekeeper. Maybe I don't know. We'll see what happens because uh, I don't know what the fuck you're going to talk about. So. The Zane Wars. Let's establish first for the listeners who the TIFF is with. Eric Zane. Eric Zane. (laughs) A failed local radio broadcaster. Come on! Oh, my God. Oh, now you're just fanning the flames, dude. Well, you must not have heard the Patreon attack on me. Oh, I know. I I have Well, I'm going to do a dramatic reenactment. Oh, God. So I am completely justified Uh in my position. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, no, I I have not heard. And I think failure is a correct word for someone who's twice fired from radio stations is Ah, now on a podcast. Ah, (laughs) come on. It's, uh, he, uh, I, I wouldn't call Zane failed in any kind of capacity. I mean, I, I, just my own experience with radio, I, it's a very volatile uh, environment to be in. People get fired. It's pretty rare when people are at a place for years. Well, so I wouldn't it, call them it, fail. That's but. why I gave the disclaimer. Okay, okay. All right, all right, all right. Okay. <laughs> but I will give him a little generosity in my description, and that I will say that his attack on me, I don't believe, was malicious and hateful. Okay. Wait, Just the inane ramblings of a nincompoop. Can I ask a quick question? Because yeah. yeah. I don't know a lot of all this. Oh, I'm so, going to give you the whole backstory. So, did it start on the Patreon? Oh, you're going to tell the story? Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm going to tell right, the whole right, story. Right, Sit I was, back. I am. I am. Get some but first, I'll give, the, I'll give the Patreon quote. Because at the end of the quote, oh, oh boy. Zane asked a question. I'm going to answer the question. Oh, God. So, here's About the you quote. or of you? About me, I guess. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, here's the exact quote. Leave it to a portion of the LMNO podcast. I think that the dick's name is Jason. I don't even know who the fuck that guy is. He joined Stu on that podcast, and basically, you know, 
he and Stu's mom get in the way of Stu. You're my mom, Jamie. I know. I, yep, yep. Which leaves me like, ah, God, can my dick get any more limp while listening to this thing? <laughs> listening to you two bozos distract the king. Get out of the way. Go play Nintendo. Whatever. But let's do do the podcast. This shit show. This guy gets on there, and so then he, uh, he, uh, fucking, he sees that I have Ron on. And the only thing that asshole can say is, it looks like you've got a homeless guy there. <laughs> fuck you. You don't know what the fuck is going on. I can hear him saying In that. In fact, I should get Stu on the phone right now and bitch to him about that cocksucker. <laughs> Who the fuck is that guy? That's funny. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was a typical Zane rant. Yes, yes. I, um... Uh, oh, go. Well, you go. You go. This is your this yeah. is your Zane War. So, I'll answer the question for okay. you, Zane. Who the fuck is Jason on the Elemental Podcast? Well, let's first talk about my history in relation to you, Zane. Oh, God. I don't know where this is going. <laughs> I was a listener to the Howard Stern Show until he switched to satellite. And at that point, I became a listener of the Free Beer and Hot Wing Show. So this goes back a long time ago. I was yeah. there when the wheel was first introduced for producer Joe to do stunts. Oh, yeah. I was there for El Matador. Yeah. I was there for the inception of Dumber Than Zane trivia. And my favorite personality on that show was probably one nincompoop Eric Zane. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, he was the guy. He was the grenade launcher. So he was the fun one. Yeah, exactly. I'm talking. Sorry. Apologies. I don't mind interjections. Mm, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Mom. Yes. In fact, I was even such a loyal supporter that on the day he was fired, I wrote a thoughtful email to the management of the radio station expressing my dismay with their decision, Mm. indicating my intent not to continue listening. Mm. I got a thoughtful reply from Hot Wings, Mm. but I stayed the course on my decision. I also wasn't one of the animals that hounded Joe Langloy at the Delta Plex, who was the individual oh, that Zane's ridicule took the brunt, caused him to be fired. It was apparently not that one event, but it was the that event was the catalyst for it finally happening. Sure. I followed Zane to YouTube. I followed Zane to WBBL. I heard the days of Julius. I heard the days of Ben, and I followed Zane to his podcast. In fact, I was a initial Patreon member. I was a Patreon member till last October. At that point, I quit listening to both Patreon and the freebie. Mm. With reason, although at the time I didn't voice my criticisms and complaints. But now that we're on attack, I will, Zane. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. The Zane Wars are getting ugly. I just give you that backstory, Zane, because I know you're... You'll be dismissive. You'll say, oh, this guy, he never listened. He didn't know who I was. I know quite well who you were, Zane, <laughs> and who you are. So now with that said, let's get into the Twitter beef. Twitter beef! Last August, I started on this show. Was it August? Yep. I went All back right. and researched the history. Uh, All right, there you go. <laughs> and sometime before I quit the uh Eric Zane show, he did fire off a remark. He dug into his bag of tricks and polished off a real gem, and he unleashed for the first time his line that Stu does the show with his mom and a homeless guy. Oh. <laughs> I'm always curious 
as to why he thinks you're my mom. Or or I'm like that. Right, I get it's goofy, but like of all things to say that you're my mom. Aww. What are you telling him? <laughs> Nothing. He <laughs> knows who you are. He's yeah, met you. I know. So why would he say mom? You would think you would think he would go like slut or something. <laughs> well, oh, you don't understand. <laughs> it's your mom. <laughs> you don't understand, Stu. That's comedy gold. I'm surprised he doesn't print that. And hanging on his wall. Ah, Since he loves that little gem. Wow. <laughs> well, all right, keep, continue. All right. So, last Thursday, Stu revisited your this podcast. And he brought it up on his show in the context of addressing you on your Alex Trebek. Oh, right, yes, mm-hmm. yes. And at the time, during that tirade, he dusted off and re-employed that classic gem that uh, you do the, sto- the show with. Your mom and a homeless guy. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yep. So Friday morning, I happened to look at my Twitter feed and saw Zane live on air and with Ron Van Timmerman. Yes. And Ron was dressed pretty casually. Yes. Jeans, ball cap. Yeah, we were a ball cap. And so I just lobbied, volleyed back. Zane's joke to himself. So, oh, looks like you're doing the podcast with a homeless guy. Right. <laughs> you turned it around on him. Yep. I assumed it would be unnoticed and unremarked upon. Mm. <laughs> it wasn't, because people were asking me shit. <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on. I thought I was doing it for the amusement of a couple of people who know me and would know the context. But mm-hmm. what I failed to take into consideration is the little guy is overly sensitive. Oh, God. And he's desperate for material. Oh, boy. So he chose to make a mountain out of a molehill and go on the attack. Including, among things he called me, was dickhead. What? Dumbass piece of shit. Ah! Asshole. Yikes. Cocksucker. My gosh. And nobody. What? (laughs) Damn it, Zane. It was vicious. That was vicious. It was a little vicious, I thought. So... That's the source of the Twitter feed. That's the, that's the Zane Wars? Yeah. So now I will comment a little further. Oh, Zane. boy. <laughs> oh, no. You want to know the difference between you and I, Zane? Oh, gosh. I'm aware I may be a nobody on a podcast. <laughs> on a nothing podcast, please. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, one of your comments, Zane, was I was way too cocky. So I assume I must have to be on some equal footing with you to trade quips. Huh. As though you're oh. the big fish in the pond. What you may not realize, Zane, is that in the world of radio and podcasting, you're a stain on its underpants. Come on! You've gone too far now. Oh, no. I'm just getting warmed up no! here. Oh, God. I'm just getting started. I still have conversations <laughs> with this person. What caused the stain? Jesus. Zane. <laughs> the Zane stain? What food product? Uh, Chili? Uh, un- uncooked Philly cheesesteaks. Oh. Uh, anyway. Zane stain. <laughs> so yeah, you're an imbecile who punches down. Come on! <laughs> and you punch down when you think either the people are inconsequential or incapable, or unwilling to defend themselves. I'm going to see this guy at Iron Man games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I assume he might answer. <laughs> um, I'm not that, Zane. 
You also uh, commented Zane on Twitter. Said I don't have any followers. So, which I, as we know, as members of the Elemental Podcast will know, I joined Twitter in January yes. to participate in our to polls. Vote. Yes, not, to vote. I'm not really out there clamoring for followers, but I'll give that to you, Zane. You have 17,200 followers, which is I have 13. He does. So, if that's a measure of self-worth, Zane, you slayed me. But perhaps let's give that a little more perspective. Because I was listening to the Howard Stern Show, which now fills in for what used to be listening to the Zane podcast. Oh, boy. <laughs> and uh, this past Wednesday and today, they focused on Bobo, who, for those who don't know, is a halfwit who makes occasional appearances. On the, on on the Stern the, Show? Yeah. He's a member of the Whack Pack. Yeah, oh yeah, I love the Whack one of the listeners called in and thought Bobo was a little full of himself and suggested that uh, started a campaign of unfollow Bobo. <laughs> Which was a fairly successful campaign because Bobo lost 5,000 followers. Wow. Oh, damn, Bobo! Bobo's but on the Twitter? Bobo still has Zane 49,500 uh. followers, which is nearly three times what you have. You what, nitwit. What's what's Bobo's account, do you know? I do not know off the end. Oh, it's not popping up. <laughs> they also shared today a website where you can look at Twitter addresses and find out how many of their followers are bots. Oh, yeah, fake ones, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. oh, which no. uh, you might want to try that, Zane, because you've got 21% of your followers are bots. Oh. Over 3,900 of your purported followers. Maybe you need to report that to your sponsors. Oh, that isn't good. <laughs> but to be fair, as I said, he's way ahead of me on social media. Yes. With 17,200 followers. But let's give that a little more perspective. It might be unfair to compare him to a halfwit like Bobo. <laughs> so as we know, listeners of this podcast, my favorite podcast is the Pete and Sebastian show. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, Sebastian Maniscalco is also on Twitter. He is. And now some people are going to say this comparison's unfair because Sebastian is a popular comedian. However, when they started their podcast six years ago, he shared a story of doing a show on a Saturday night where 12 people showed up. Yes. One of whom stole his DVD after the show and he had to chase him into the parking lot. <laughs> so, he was not always who he is now. Right. But... For point of comparison, whereas Zane has 17,200 followers, how many do you suspect? Well, I just look at it right Sebastian now. Sebastian has. He has 180,000. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Suddenly, there's a world of difference in comparisons. But let's not make that comparison either. Let's say maybe Zane has a, has a engaged army. His people... Follow him and like what he does. Mm-hmm. I scrolled through his tweets trying to find how well-liked he is and how oh, well he engages oh with his audience. Oh which, uh, he doesn't put much original funny material out there. It's mostly those are vehicles to promote his podcast. So, but I did find one tweet about uh, the Garth Brooks concert where somebody wore a Barry Sanders shirt. You remember oh, the story? Yeah, yes. It had uh, two likes. Versus uh, 
Sebastian shared a picture of himself getting a haircut. Right. Had 161 likes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Zane shared a video of Ron live in the studio. Yeah. It had three likes. Okay. One comment. Okay. The one comment was me. Oh! <laughs> Calling Ron homeless? <laughs> versus Zane, or versus Sebastian shared a video of himself golfing. It had 1,384 likes. Mm. So in terms of engagement, I saw a high on one of them, Zane, of eight likes. One of the ones I saw. In terms of engagement for your audience, that is, just in case you need the number, Zane. Oh, boy. 0.00045% engagement. Why do you think it's so low? Because he doesn't tweet mm. original or funny content. He just retweets constantly his show. So people have liked it. But he's not engaging them in any fashion. Sure. So they, they just get, his feed gets used to being ignored. Because okay. all it is is the, podcast is up. The analytics are, are goofy for, for uh, Twitter, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's take that into consideration. Because maybe Twitter isn't his social media. Right. Strong point. Maybe he's a Facebook man. He is more of a Facebook man. Oh, yeah. Let's see there. Yeah. On Facebook, Zane has... 20,600 followers. Mm -hmm. Sebastian, you want to take a guess? On on Facebook? Yeah. I'll say half a million. Uh, you're a little low. Oh. 875,400 followers. Jesus. Zane shared a picture of clutter in his bathroom. Yes. That was a I popular one. Got 37 likes. Right. Eight comments. Sebastian again shared the picture of his haircut. Had 2,700 likes mm. and 215 comments. Mm. Once again, your engagement in a percentage zone was 0.0017%. Mm. <laughs> this guy's got the statistics down. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, yeah, you're a big fish, Zane, but you're a big fish in a puddle. Ay <laughs> come on! There's nothing wrong with that. So... Maybe the better question, Zane, is not who the fuck is Jason. Maybe oh, the better question oh, is. Oh, yeah. Come on. Maybe the better question is why did a guy that listened to me for 15 years when I was part of an ensemble quit within 12 months when I was on my own? Mm. And I would suggest, Zane, it's because you're your own worst enemy. People have said that about him. I think he might even agree to that. You mistake volume and hurling invectives and profanity as funny. It's not. I'll give you an example, Zane, in case you need clarification. What? Did you work today or did you just prepare for the Zane Wars? That's what I feel like you did. This example goes back to when I was last listening. Uh -huh. He shared a story of a blind boy on America's Got Talent. Yes. Uh -huh. And he thought the great humor in that to expound at length and repeat over and over and over again was how many women would be lining up to sit on his face. <laughs> it's absurd. Uh, you can make a passing sexual reference and it's funny. To sit and park on it, you sound like a pervert. <laughs> he also on this had some thoughts in the past on this podcast. Which again, I'll 
give the disclaimer. I'm speaking my own opinion. You're okay. not those okay. of okay. anyone around Send me. hate mail to Jason <laughs> at elementalpodcast.com. Thank you. Because one of the things he, he delighted in for a long time was comparing you to a child molester. Yes, yes. He did. He did. And it, uh, this, this is where I'll chime in of like, it's the, um, while I clearly don't like it, uh, and I, I get the child molester stuff a lot, I get the rapist stuff a lot, it's the, um, it's the character that I've been given, if that makes any sense. And it's like, I don't necessarily like embrace it. Like, I don't want to be known as the rapist or child molester. Zane's not the first person to have ever commented on stuff like that. It's because I have a very unusual look, and so it's easy to comment on how, oh, he clearly is a kid toucher. And then you're like, all right, I can't, I'm not going to sit and argue with you about it. So there you go. You just accept it. Well, I will say as a listener to that, the shtick gets old. Okay. When you repeat it constantly, the shtick gets old. All right. Which I'm not in this attack... <laughs> saying anything about any of the individual sponsors, but the sponsorship is absurd, too. You're attacking his sponsors uh, now? No, I'm not attacking the sponsors. Okay. I'm attacking the number of sponsors he has on his show. Oh, I, I understand what you're saying now. Okay. The content suffers dramatically. Between, I've heard him numerous times interrupt, he'll start a story and he'll interrupt himself to insert an ad. That is exhausting to listen to. It's also exhausting to hear stories built around sponsors. Sure. <laughs> I think a lot of that is like he's trying to find a way to generate income for himself. And so that, I mean, that's part of the process. And I'll, I'll give it to Zane and like, uh, I think, and I've said it before about that guy who was the shyster, the con man, of like, hey, we're all going to make money off a of podcast. Zane has find a way, yeah. has found a way for himself to right. make money from a podcast. And, uh, I mean, a lot of people do listen to it and are okay with it. And uh, I, kudos to him for finding people to, to pay him to talk about their brand. I'm not begrudging him doing that. Yes. What I will say is that he comments routinely on the exodus of Patreon members. Sure. He's gone from a high of about 450 to his current numbers down to about 225. And as sure. one of the people that was among that exodus, yes. I can tell you that the show is not always entertaining when it's in its current format of him by himself, carrying on to lengths that uh, exhaust you and hearing one sponsor after the next. And I think the sponsors, he just, I suspect he prices it that he's enough of a local celebrity from his history on the radio. Sure. And prices it competitively enough that the sponsors think, what the hell, might as well. I guess, yeah, I don't, I don't really know. I know he's, uh, on his podcast, he mentions that his podcast gets more listens than like a normal morning radio show. And I don't know how you find the analytics for that. And I'm not saying that he doesn't. I just don't. I've always been confused as to like when they they have the books and you can't see me do air quotes, everybody. When that the books come out and tell you like who's got the number one show and it's always like free beer and hot wings and everyone's fighting for second. And I'm like, well, how the fuck do you know that anyone's listening to the show? I'm always very confused about that. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, like, I don't, I don't know, like, uh, how he's getting his information for how many people, like, actually listen to his, whether it's, like, 
downloads or streaming or whatever. I'll be the first one to admit, I don't download shit. I just don't want to. I just want to uh, list stream it and, and, and there we go and then we're done. If that makes any sense. And then I don't know if uh, that they're able to gather that information from what I just did. When I listen to any podcast, they're like, oh yeah, right. Stu listened to the Eric's Angel podcast. Stu listened to last podcast on the left or Stu listen to ESPN daily. Like, yeah, if you're not downloading right. it, does it get tracked? Yeah, yeah, and I don't know how that gets tracked. Yeah. So, you know, I, it is what it is. I mean, that's like people get caught up in the numbers. And I'm talking like people on my level, right? On the level of this podcast. I enjoy this podcast. I'm assuming you enjoy this podcast, Jason, because you make the effort to come over to this fucking shithole house twice a week. Jamie, I don't know if you do or not. You just kind of show up uh, at your women leisure. Yes. <laughs> so, but then there's, uh, I don't know numbers. And I don't necessarily want to know numbers because I just enjoy it. And there we go. I don't think we need to be concerned about it. I don't have any delusions of making money from this. When Mark uh, approached me about, like, I don't even want to say advertising about his uh, cabin rental, uh, I was like, fuck, yeah, man. If you think it's going to be good enough for you to uh, to have me say some shit for you, I will fucking do it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that to me, that's cool. Right. So, I, you know. Where's this podcast going to go, Jamie? You know where it's going. In the beehole. Yeah, that's right. In the beehole. <laughs> in the beehole with AIDS. Yeah. That's where it's going, Every Two thumbs up the beehole with AIDS. Mm-hmm. That's where it's going. So. I, just, I can't I'm sitting here talking to you with that stupid thing on your head. I love this hat. It's my new, this is my podcast. It's it's hot. Hot. It's hot. It's Hopefully it coming from something too bitter. <laughs> I so, would suggest, that Zane, if you're going to come back, be amusing, be clever, be entertaining. I think just sitting around and calling, hurling the dickhead, dumbass piece insults. of shit. Um, that's not as funny as you think it is. It, it it's his shtick though. Like I think we all admit it's his shtick. It's and it's shtick that he couldn't get away with when he was on the air with Freebird and Hobbings, and then when he was on his own. But it, I mean, it's, he did the same kind of thing. He just didn't swear, correct? Yeah, but he got himself in trouble for it time right. and again too. Right, right, right. Right, and now he's not in a position where he is going to get in trouble unless a sponsor eventually goes, yeah, I don't want to deal with this guy anymore because of whatever. But clearly that's not happening because it seems like I don't think he's lost any uh, 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 advertisers. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I mean, I'll just say, like, that's just Zane. Zane's an asshole, and I think he will admit to the fact that he's an asshole. And then for whatever reason, he latched on to calling you a homeless dude. He's latched on to calling me a, a rapist. And I had to remind him, I'm the rapist, and there was another guy that was the pedophile. I was like, please do not misconstrue them. Well, I am to, a rapist. To keep please. the record straight. I have standards. <laughs> yes. To keep the record straight, I'm not bent out of shape about being called a homeless Oh, guy. okay. Fair I enough. could care less. I okay. just traded the quip with him. Yes. And then he went on a tirade. Oh. Which oh. got me a little heated. Oh. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, it's always weird when you hear someone uh, publicly comment on whatever you say or do, P- particularly when it's uh, you don't e- you're not even starting it. Like Zane started. I think we can all agree that Zane started all this nonsense. 
Well, he made the first homeless comment. I right. traded, I traded it back with him inviting yes, yes. probably and a I, response, I, but right. I don't know if the response I got was the response it merited. Oh, <laughs> sure, sure. He should have just been like, ah, you fucking, you got me, or whatever. So, well, that's all. I'll tell you what I would have done. Oh, boy. <laughs> I would have ignored it. Because yeah, that too. That I'll too. give you a great example of this. I saw every remark on the six-member mafia about me. Uh-huh. I looked at him at one point. Uh-huh. But did I engage? Yeah, sure. Uh, no, I didn't engage. No. Right. I didn't yeah, say, that's what I'm saying. I didn't say yeah. a word about any of them. Sure. And actually now one of the people who said the most <laughs> despicable things on there tells me he likes right. me. Yeah. Right, right, right. I just ignored it. Yes. <laughs> it's it's uh I, I will find sometimes it's better to not address the haters or people who are throwing insults or whatever, only because like what is it going to do? You're just going to engage in a discourse that's probably going to go nowhere. So it's always best to just ignore. Most times, yeah. Sure. And, well, and I, I don't know. And again, I didn't see all this stuff that goes on, but I just don't feel like Zine is it's personal. Oh, I, don't. I, I said I don't think it's oh, malicious right. or hateful. Okay, yeah. But uh, I will say that it is a little worrisome that some of his listeners might not be as thoughtful about his comments might not appreciate the context of his comments. Oh, sure, sure. Um, I get it. Joel Langley can testify to that, sure. since he took a lot of hatred and vitriol from... Right, for, from uh, his, from his fans. Hussein will say he didn't from. intend that, sure. but his remarks instigated it. Yes. I will... Uh, let me get back to that for a second, because he said you sent a letter to the show or the general manager or whatever, and he said, uh, uh has got a hold of you? Oh, yeah. That's weird to me. Hey, like, right. I would not think that anyone would have responded at all, let alone one of the main characters of the show. Well, uh, I took the approach of, like I said, I wrote a thoughtful email. I didn't say, fuck you. <laughs> Why are you yeah, getting rid of Zane? That's never I going said, to hey, anywhere, yeah. In fact, I can remember some of the remarks. I said, hey, the Zane sometimes gets a little carried away, but he's someone who has a heart for his his family, his sure. friends, his fans, yeah. and the community. Yes. And uh, I thought he should be returned to the show. And so I think in taking the time to be a little well thought out and how I right. presented my argument from the return to the show that they thought, well, this is someone that deserves a response. And so Chris, I remember it was quite a lengthy email where right. his whole thing was, his basic premise was, hey, you know, this didn't work out, but we appreciate you listening we really would like you to keep sure. listening so yeah it's always amazing like to there's always sides m- more than two sides to the story i've heard a little bit from zane i've never really heard the side from freer and hollings i don't know those fellas as well as i do eric uh and we're never all going to know we're never going to know exactly what happened i mean well, you can blame it on the joel langless thing and, and whatever no but, uh, which i know. think they it was referenced at various times that that was Kind of the culmination of sure there had been some previous incidents and they mm-hmm. just got kind of tired of dealing with it yeah but uh, part of the reason i gave the full story of this incident is one of the things zane has liked to do in the past is to give a little bit of a smoke screen where he obscures like he had a fight with ben that i to this day have no idea what transpired in the fight sure and anytime zane would mention it, it would always be i'm not going to say what he said which is, an, in my mind, is an attempt to make it worse than what the individual said. Mm. You don't have the, don't mention it at all if you're not going to give it the full context. So I gave our listeners the full context. Oh, 
<laughs> if something's right. missing, you can correct the record. Saying. Well, there we go. Send hate mail to Jason at <laughs> elementalpodcast.com. That is an email that does not exist. It goes into the ether. So, uh, But there you go. Please send all the hate mail there. Uh, that concludes this episode of the Zane Wars. Um, oh, you're going to continue if, it? No, Jane? I'm just going to say if ever we're... I don't know when we would ever be out in public walking by each other. Jesus. I'm going to walk... Ten feet away Way from me. far away from you. You're going to have Jason have on a, the curb? You probably have a hit on you. Uh, <laughs> some of the zaniacs are very uh, sensitive. But I, I will say this. I think there's a lot of zaniacs who do not listen to this podcast. I know there are several who do, and I appreciate that they do mm-hmm. listen. And they found this podcast only because right. I was on the Zane show. Yep, so yep. Uh, I, I appreciate them for listening. Uh, I'll be the first one to say I, sh- I was the one who should have got that job. <laughs> but I now say that's that. Gonna that's going to say that start another one. <laughs> Stu said. And again, uh, when I said that uh, a year ago, uh, it was because it was more. Uh, it was more of me expressing me and my abilities and what I would have added to the show, not a detriment to anybody else. You never said. Anybody wouldn't be on the show. You yes. said you would be. It would be you'd addition. Yes, that's all I'm saying. I yeah. would have been a good addition to the show. So, but anyway, that's you the were the standout in my mind, and uh, the only thing I can remember beyond that. Well, I thought Jenny was quite good from yeah. Celebration Cinema. Yep. She only, works at the Whitecaps now. Yeah. The only thing I can remember about the other than the, than the two of you doing yeah. well was the one guy did the. I like to drink guys' tea. All right, yes. Uh, what was his name? <laughs> uh, Joe, I think, or I something. So. Yeah, hip, hip, hip. No, not hippie Joe. Um, I don't know. Whatever the it fuck he was, matter. Millennial Joe. I cannot Let's remember. Move on. Yes, yes. We're moving on yes. from the Zane Wars. Yes. <laughs> Everybody, holy fuck! Yeah. Uh, I would like to uh, say thank you to listener uh, Nate Bowl. Right, that's how you say his name. Bowl. B O L. Bowl. Bowling. Bowl. Is that with gutters? Bull? Manute? Do you know Manute Bowl? Do you know, either of you know Manute Bowl? He was a basketball player. Yes! All right, Jason. <laughs> you um, have impressed me thought, with your sports knowledge. I, I couldn't tell you what team he played for. I thought played you were going to say it was a small bowl. Wa- oh, shut up, Jane. <laughs> but he, uh, he played for Washington, I think, when they were the Bullets still. Was he the? He wasn't the one that could dunk well for a little guy, was he? he no, he was the opposite. He was very tall. Oh, okay. African was, gentleman. For some reason, I was thinking he little wasn't minute. Minu- he was. He was <laughs> tall. Yes. Yes, Dave. Keep plugging away. That wasn't that a. Joke. That wasn't a nickname you, for him. Minute. You, you sound like Zane <laughs> calling uh, Jason homeless. You're just gonna keep going with that joke. Uh, I'm going to start calling Jason your mom. But Nate, <laughs> Jesus, Nate sent me a, a package today. Oh. Because he was he won, he's a Patreon subscriber, mm-hmm. and he won tickets to the uh, season oh. opener of yeah. the uh, West Michigan Ironman game. He won two tickets. He took yeah. his little son, and they won a t-shirt. Oh, that's right. Uh, he was the guy time. told that he had to bring the flag. Yeah, <laughs> he won. He won tickets, and... Uh, yeah. Zane was there doing the PA, and that, they lost the game, so I blame Zane. Oh, yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> that's on you, too, we, Zane. We <laughs> haven't been there. Jamie and I have missed two games in, like, three years, and both those games they've yeah. lost. So yeah. we think it's awesome. Yeah, it's Jamie yeah, yeah. and I. It's awesome. Are you going to wear the hat? To the yes, I am going to wear the hat to the next game. But uh, So Nate went, and he's like, hey, uh, I've heard you talk on uh, past podcasts 
that you like coins. And I was like, yeah, I like coins. Oh, that's her? Yeah. Oh. So he mailed me, uh, he mailed <laughs> a, stack me of... a stack of wheat pennies oh, okay. and one uh, Indian head uh, Native American nickel. It's a, I call it a buffalo is... nickel, a Native American nickel. Indian nickel. So essentially he sent me 17 cents. And how much do you think it cost him to mail 17 cents? Five dollars. You, you were close. Three dollars and eighty cents. <laughs> and I just find that funny that that's what he did. In this day and age, I wouldn't call that a gift of coins. I'd call that sharing oh. with you the coronavirus. Come on! <laughs> I love He's the one that bends over and picks them right. all up. I pick up random <laughs> change. I know Jamie hates it when I do it. I, I don't have a problem. I'm not getting garbage. I will not get coronavirus because I do that. Mm -hmm. But uh, I do I love wheat pennies, I love uh, the buffalo nickels. I love, uh, my favorite though, to be honest, are the Bicentennial Quarters. Those are my favorite. I will keep those forever. The Bicentennial Quarters. I don't know, Jamie. I just love them. They're all the same. What, the Bicentennial Quarters? Yes. What do you, right? uh, no, I mean, the, the quarters of 1976 yeah. are different from every other year. Yeah, right, but, but those are all the same. Yeah, from 1976, it's the only year. Yeah. I like it. They're always gonna be worth a quarter. No, Jamie, they're worth 23 cents right now. <laughs> what? But, but you have a lot of them. I do. You're not going to make this. I probably have worth... at least $100 worth. So you're going to of... take them all out of circulation. Yes. So then you'll then you're gonna get rid of all of them except for one, and then that'll be worth lots of money because you rigged it. I need to, I need to just melt them down. Yeah. yeah. Well, let me tell you about the something about these collectibles. Oh, God. I, don't, I, don't think the I am aware that they don't, they're not worth a shit. Yeah, one season the Detroit Tigers had their own Coke cans with the players on the back of them. Yes. And my grandparents would get them and save them for me, mm -hmm. which was odd because I didn't even like baseball. Yeah. But uh, I was one of these nerds that if you gave me something, in mint condition, I kept it mint condition because mm. I thought they didn't drink it. No, they had already they oh. drank it and water, rinsed oh. it out, and then it. Yeah. So they they told me it was collectible. Mm. Sure. So eventually, at some point, I thought, what do I want? All these Coke cans with Detroit Tigers on them. I don't even like baseball. Right, right, right. So I went to a card collecting shop and said, Hey, I've got these collectibles. What will you give me for them? Nothing. Ten cents. It was more valuable to take them to the bottle return than what they were giving me for them. Right. You should have taken them out and target shot them. Yeah, I should have. Um, you could have built them. I should have saved them for stew. I could have brought them over here. Yeah. No. I, uh, yeah, I understand. Like, collectible stuff like that. Beanie Babies, uh, Pokemon cards, all that shit. It's just, I mean, it's worth something for the second. But to me, it's it's a collectible in the sense of like I like it. I know. It's not that I'm like I'm going to make money off of it because like that buffalo quarter that he sent or the nickel that he sent, it's like you don't even know what year it's made because it's so worn down. Yeah, you need to soak it. Jamie's saying to soak this shit in like coke or something. I, I think that think would destroy the value, wouldn't it? Or right. If you restore them. She says ketchup too. Like I don't understand. Well, then ketchup. you might be able to see the year. No, it's worn down. Look at it. It's rubbed away yeah, from that's what I'll 70 say that years of usage. It's you know, it's like gone. Yeah, if you get an old gun with the pantina on it or whatever, sure. and you scrape all, have somebody scrape it all yeah. off and make it like new, yeah. that destroys the value. Right. Yeah, but you have to be rubbing it. It's like taking an old tire, Jamie, that's worn out and like, let's put that in ketchup. It's going to get the tread back. 
I've never heard of ketchup being the remover. Me neither. I think Jamie's alone. No, it'll remove like dirt and crap. It I suppose, but it. that I mean, that's just worn from people like rubbing it with their balls or something, right? right? Probably. I say you put it's it in a vat of acid. Yeah, I'll put it in a vat of acid. Melted Lying. completely. <laughs> then you'll be rid of the problem. So uh, anyway, I'd like to thank Nate for uh, thinking of me and sending me uh, 17 cents of coins. Yeah, I, the, I will do keep you have those. the little books you can put the coins in. No, my well, I think I get the, this collection habit from my grandma. My mother's mother was big into coins and stamps. So I do have a lot of like old coins that are in like individual like wrappers or whatever you know that you can look at. And she was big into stamps, and she tried to get me into stamps, and I'm like, ah, this is too fucking dumb. I I never got into stamps. I had stamps, but I like coins. I had stamps. You oh you had stamps, okay. <laughs> but I got rid of them all at some point. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so you know. It's the same as like comic books and football cards and whatever except, else. Except you know? comic books, you can interact with at some point. I suppose. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a problem with. I lo- I did all that shit. I liked it all, but you know, I get. I never. I'm not anything. going to get all right, rich. Jamie, what's the oddest thing he still collects? Me? Yeah. I, <laughs> I was really. asking Jamie, but. <laughs> all right. What thing do you when you see it you think why does he have this? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, it's the comedy shit, all the CDs oh, and maybe. DVDs and all that. I mean, that's weird because that shit, if anything, has devalued a hundred percent. Like whatever I bought that shit for, it is not worth that. I told you once before, you and Pete Corielli should get together on that because he loves collecting comedy mementos. You two oh. could probably open a museum well, between the I two. Mean, I, I know Pete, and uh, yeah, I could. I mean, I could message him or whatever and, and see what he said. I mean, I got all these CDs and DVDs. I don't know what kind of stuff. He's probably got cooler stuff than I yeah, want. I He's probably that, got I think, money. I think we were just talking about this the other night because I think one of the items is somebody, some comedian, we couldn't remember who, had a towel that he was mopping his sweaty brow with on a stage somewhere. Uh, and I think Pete has that in his collection. <laughs> why? So it must have been like a big name comic, because why yeah, the fuck Yeah, I think it was some, someone who was not even around anymore. Like I John Panette or something, maybe? Yeah, or like maybe a Rodney Dangerfield or something. Uh, I, okay. I can't remember who it was. Like, but. how do you even prove that that's Rodney Dangerfield's flop sweat rag? <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Does it? You got to do a DNA test on it. Oh. Let's DNA test this flop sweat. Who is it? Is it Rodney? From his getting his crevices? Uh, no, it's off his head. He's on stage. Why you call that a flop? Because it's flopping. You have flop sweat. That's when you're like excessively sweating. They call it flop sweat. Oh, I'm thinking like floppy skin, crevices. I mean that's fat fuck sh- yeah. uh, sweat. Well, but no, that's floppy. not. Yeah, right. Yeah, well. Yeah, not his balls, Jamie. This wasn't a rag for his balls. He was on stage, apparently. Jamie, floppy. Christ. Uh, so if anyone else would ever like to send me coins, I will not object to that. I, w- I keep them in a box, and I look at it, and I'm like, that shit's cool. And I hug them, and I, and I kiss them, and I kill them, George. I rub them on my balls. <laughs> I rub them on my balls so I don't get coronavirus. So uh, I do a thing. You know what I suggest for this coin collection? What's that? The coin star machine. No! <laughs> God damn it, no! You fucking hate everything important in my life, Jason. Um... 
He actually, he enjoyed it, the game so much, Jamie, that he says he's going to come now. He's going to come to more oh, games. Good. So, yeah, it's good. It's good. Yay. So, yeah, hopefully he does. It'll be good to uh, get more people. I would encourage everybody to go to a game. It's fun. It's a good time. If you just like uh, sports, indoor sports, it's fast. It's fun. Mm-hmm. The, the Ironmen are a good team. They just happen to lose this time. It's Jamie and my fault. We weren't there. So, that's yep. uh, that's what happens. Send hate mail. Send oh. hate mail to Jamie <laughs> at elementalpodcast.com. If I turn out for a game, you might want to sit at a clear, safe distance. Ah, <laughs> if someone's got a fucking sniper rifle on the other side of the fucking arena. There's no, he's wearing a Dippin' Dots shirt, because that's how you can sneak in, and no one will check your cooler. So, uh, but there you go. So last night, uh, Laugh Fest has been happening, everybody. I do want to touch on this. Uh, it's been fun for me. haven't necessarily done a whole lot, but last night I did uh, host a showcase show over at Mulligans, and it's been forever since I've been to Mulligans. Uh, Jamie, have you ever been to Mulligans? It's been a really long time. Long time. Jason, you ever been to Mulligans? Yeah, once upon a time. It it's a, been a long time. It is a shithole in uh, the East Town section of Grand Rapids. It's very much kind of like a uh, uh, hipster kind of bar, man. It's the, this is the kind of bar that you walk into, and they just give you a shot of whiskey and a PBR, because they assume that's what everybody drinks, right? Uh, they do have some sort of drink there called the Mulligan Stew that they set on fire. Like, there's so much booze in it that they set it on fire to, like, get rid of some of the booze. So it's a lot lot of alcohol. But uh, they got a little stage in the back that used to be a part of the intersection. The intersection uh, used to be located down in Easttown, and uh, Mulligan's uh, absorbed half the stage, and apparently, like, the other half of the stage was the Easttown Sports Bar. So, but that's where we oh, did the show wait, last Yeah, time. I was just there. My uh, nephew, that's a musician. <laughs> there. Uh, yeah, I know where you're talking about. Right. I was so, picturing a different place at first, but it's the one with the stages at the back. Yeah, stages yeah. at the back. There's a, like a, a very black strange room. balcony. Yeah, it's yeah. not very big. It probably sits maybe 50 people. It's pretty That's where pretty you quaint. did the comedy? Yeah, they, we did the comedy in there. I hosted the showcase show. And... Um, for me, I uh, it's a pain in the ass, but I enjoy it. Now, was this the secret show, or was this? This was the, not the okay. secret show. Was... I don't, I don't want to talk about the secret show because that's a Patreon thing. Okay. I will talk about the secret show uh, uh, on Saturday's Patreon. So, if people right. give a shit, go. You're gonna have to subscribe to the Patreon, and uh, I'm gonna be giving away something to only to Patreon subscribers, of which, <laughs> of which I only have twenty right now. So would you say that's what it looks like? Yeah. So. Janie's showing me a picture of the Indian head nickel. I don't think it's that, though, because it doesn't have the date. This one doesn't have a date. But uh, this oh, one looks like it's been oh, rubbed off. I know what she's Jamie's she trying to see if this coin is very valuable, and according to the picture that she found, this, this, Nate, this, this, Nate, this nickel he said he's worth $3,000. Sorry, sucker. Look at the back of it. Yeah, but they all look like that. Right. They all look like but that, though, Jamie. But the back has markings, but the front doesn't, which is what that is. Right, but uh, to me, it just I assume I that it's been know. rubbed off. Right. I'll I mean, have to look. Sorry, Nate. You sent me a $3,000 nickel. <laughs> uh, but anyway, Nate's now like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, so the showcase shows are showcase of comedians that you do not know, right? These are all kind of like, open micers or relatively new people but what i do like is people throughout the country come to uh grand rapids to do laugh fest and it blows my mind away because ultimately there is no reason they should 
right? Like, uh, I tell everyone, I'm like, it's a hang. Like, you're coming to, like, just hang out and have a good time. You're trying, you're dying on stage. You'll want to hang yourself up. after you drive but it's, 12 hours to get here for yeah, this thing. Well, and that's what it is, because there were people from New York, uh, Dallas, Atlanta, a girl, a la- probably in my brain, the funniest person who was on the showcase last night was a lady from Vermont, of all places, Burlington, Vermont. I had a quick conversation about that shithole town. Uh, and so it just blows my mind away. What blows my mind, interject here. Uh oh. And uh, I know you've said before you have no input on this, so I'm not saying it as a question <laughs> for you to explain, but. Okay. But, like, we saw Adam Caton Howell. Yes, yeah. But he had, for his show that's not quite a comedy show that's that's separate one, from his comedy one man show yes and i'm amazed that when they book him for that that they don't also book a regular comedy show for him and very similarly i mean, i think i told you once before years ago they showed at that a screening of american the bill, bill hicks, hicks movie bill, yes and um, they had dwight slade there to introduce it yes but they never had him performing anywhere that i weekend. got nothing to do with any of that shit <laughs> that, man i know I, I know you don't have an explanation for it. but maybe if the laugh fest people are always are ever listening i think why would you do that why would you have a great comic to introduce well, a movie but you uh, don't have him do a, a set I, I was i was able to get adam some more time right so he did he did more shows and i and i will talk about that on the patreon but uh so this show, uh, I, I enjoy it, and then I, I struggle with it, because it's a showcase show, and you have X amount of performers and X amount of time, and you have to, everybody's assigned a certain amount of time, but I'm also what's known as a sucker. I don't you know what I'm talking about, Jason, I'm a sucker, <laughs> because I want to give as many people as I can time to get them on stage and get them the ability to tell jokes, because... Like I mentioned, these people came from Dallas and Atlanta, New York City, and you want them to spend their time in Grand Rapids and have a good time and tell some jokes and not come out for one set that was seven minutes long and it took them, you know, 12 hours, wherever it was, to get here. So, uh, I break rules. (laughs) I don't know if people know that about me or not. Uh, My name's Stu McAllister and I do what the fuck I want, uh, particularly when it comes to comedy. And so I'm running the show... And uh, the show only had, like, I don't know, 10 people on it. And I said, that's not enough people. And I threw an extra five people on because I want people. So the person from Dallas, I gave gave him five minutes. The girl from Atlanta, I gave her five minutes. And then I gave three people from in town five minutes as well, too. So it turned out to be a 90-minute show, which that's what shows should be. Grand Rapids, uh, Laugh-Fest, for whatever reason, they make these shows to be like an hour. And that's not fucking enough. Uh, shows need to be 90 minutes, and I will make every show that I host 90 minutes because I will give people fucking time. And the, the reason I do that is because these people will then go back to whatever community they're from, and they'll go, hey, fuck, Grand Rapids was sweet. I had a great time at Laugh-Fest. I got an extra set because there was this weird fucker who just yelled obscenities on stage. There was this child molester looking dude. Yes, there was this child molester. Thank God there were no children in the room. I don't know what he would have done. But uh, it was a good time. And there we go. And I think you need to do that. If there are any comedians who are hosting shows during Laugh Fest listening to this, I know they're not. But if you are, give 
people time break fucking rules and what it also did is the room was full there were 50 people or whatever in that room those fuckers stayed an extra half hour at mulligans that maybe they wouldn't have been there uh drinking Mm -hmm. and having a good time and then maybe they're sticking around i had a lot of people come up to me after the show and they were like hey then you were a great host that was a great show that was a ton of fun and it's just moving it fucking along you just tell people, you have five minutes, you have seven minutes, I'll give you the light at this time, get the fuck off stage, because we got more people to get on to tell their jokes. Don't be <laughs> fucking greedy, motherfuckers. It must right? have gone well for you in the time, because when you started this story, yeah. I thought it was going to be... A shit uh, show? Yeah, I thought it was going to be a rant about how you hate people don't honor no. their time. <laughs> no, well, yes, there, were, there was there was young one person that I put on stage who was not a person who was scheduled to perform... Uh, I gave them five minutes, and they went over, and I'm like, you weren't even supposed to be on this show. Fucking respect the goddamn light. Respect your goddamn time, right? Like, you weren't even supposed to do the five, let alone the six plus that you did, and that irks me. Respect your fucking time, man. If I give you, you time, that, respect your time. What do you think time, is the reason for that normally? They're, they're too inexperienced. That's they're, too, they're just inexperienced. Like they're thinking, and I have to hit my... Post joke, my big ender, and I'm still right. some two minutes them, from it. Some of them want them to end on the on the big hit, and, and I'm like, it didn't happen. This is your time. You fucked up your time, right? And I, and that's I had a post today that I put up, and I said, hey, if you have eight minutes and uh, you get a big hit at seven, you can say thank you and good night. You can end on that high note. You don't need to fill that extra 60 seconds where you might be hemming and hawing and you don't get a laugh. As long as you hit the light, you hit the mark where it's like, okay, this is your warning, time to wrap it up. Oh, I was just going to ask the question, what if you had five minutes and it, one minute and a half in, you went, oh yeah, that Costanza, no, right, I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> no, that's why I'm like, hit, hit the warning, hit the light or whatever it is they tell you it's time to wrap up. Hit that, but once you hit that and you get a laugh, I'm out. Because I saw so many people who were looking for that laugh, and it wasn't coming. And I'm sorry, your time's over. Stop looking. It was not your moment. I, you know, so it's respect me, respect the show, respect your fellow performers. That's all I'm and saying. And realize it's your time to go. <laughs> it's your time to get off the stage. Because I, I was gonna walk up on some people. I was getting very close, oh. and I love it. I love walking up on people. It's <laughs> it is one of my favorite things to do. Because mm-hmm. uh, I just gotta keep the show rolling. I am a fucking engineer. I keep that show rolling. It is a choo choo. That's right. I'm going to imagine that. Choo choo choo. Choo 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 I'm going to imagine that's actually quite a challenge for comedians. Because, like, of the ones I said I like, but Pete and Sebastian, they're both story oriented guys. Sure. Yeah. So, when you have a short period of time, you have to be really cognizant of, of time. Yeah, like a Dusty Slay, who, for the listeners that don't know, he's a one-liner. He's a one-liner. He could kill him five minutes. Late-night spots are made for one-liner dudes. That's all it is. If you're a one-liner dude, you're going to get a great late-night spot because you're doing four minutes, five minutes on a late-night spot. So, But, yeah, if you're telling a story, you better come up with a quick right. five-minute story, yeah. Yeah. and that's hard for these guys. Stories usually last like ten minutes plus, so it's tough. you got to adjust. Yep. But uh, I would encourage everybody, if you live in the West Michigan area, plenty of shows continuing to happen during Laugh Fest this week. Uh, it ends on Sunday. I have 
Uh, let me see. I'm doing a show at the Grand Rapids Public Museum on Friday the 13th. Come on out. I'll, I'll be with my buddy uh, Andy Bledsoe. We're doing that. And then I am hosting shows over at Creston Brewery. It's called the Golden Age. It's on their second floor. I'm hosting two community showcases that night as well. Those are for free. You need to bring some shows to Muskegon during this time. Uh, you know, I've, I've thought that they should. We yeah. used to do some shows in Holland. Today. Yeah. Uh, I think we should do some shit in Muskegon. We do a show in Lowell. So, uh, yeah, you know, so, so, uh, so there we go. So, um, come on out. There's plenty of good stuff. Uh, Ralph Harris is in town this week. He's doing shows, I think Thursday, Friday. Uh, there is the best of Midwest showcase. Uh, Maria Bamford is in town as well. Uh, the, uh, homegrown show is always very successful. That's over at the intersection. That's the first time they've ever done a show at the intersection. Mm -hmm. So I'd encourage people to go check that out. But they can go to laughfestgr.org for tickets. Uh, I, also, uh, just letting people, this is my time of, of plugging myself. I have a show on Wednesday night in Jackson, Michigan. I'm playing some sort of fucking barbecue joint. How about that? I, That's you, a perfect room. You're not doing comedy unless it's at a barbecue joint, everybody. So uh, I will be there. I'm uh, working with my buddy, uh, Billy Bushhart. Uh, it is at the Rocky Top Beer and Barbecue Joint over there at uh, 1900 Lansing Avenue in Jackson, Michigan. $10, and I think it's uh, maybe you get a meal or something. I don't know. Does Bullwinkle make an appearance? Uh, <laughs> 6 p.m. Uh, door, uh, 7 p.m. showtime. <laughs> he ignored that. I guess <laughs> I am ignoring it. He's I also... Fun. I will be on the radio tomorrow. I'm oh, driving. Whoa. I'm driving to Jackson, Michigan. I'm driving two Just hours to be, on the radio. to be on the radio to promote the show. I will be on a 105.3 K 105.3 in Jackson. It is a oh. uh, big hit. So I'm assuming that's probably like a uh, pop pop music kind of station. Oh. But I'll be on with Scott Clow. He is the morning DJ down there. He knows me. I know him. And he's like, Hey, you want to come down here and promote? I'm like, Fuck yeah. You don't turn down an opportunity to promote a show. No. So uh, if anyone listens in Jackson, you, maybe you can listen online as well, too. I'm going to talk about coronavirus. There you go. Yep. I mean, All like, right. coronavirus. Nobody else is talking about it. More like big boner virus. You know what I'm talking <laughs> oh, about, God. right, Jamie? God. It's in my pants. <laughs> but that's the podcast. Oh, wait, buddy. wait, wait. Oh, God oh, damn yeah. it. Yeah, we're going over time. Oh, shit. No, I okay. Just, I Okay. So, you know, is this hot Hollywood? People no, like No, I know. Hot I started to, but then I'm like, okay, so no. Brickleberry. Yes, we love the cartoon Brickleberry. There is it's kind of coming back. That's uh what's his nuts the comedian, what's his face? Daniel Tosh. Tosh. Very funny. It's on Netflix, I think. Right, but there's something about and I I couldn't quite understand it. It's like blending with PD Where'd it go? I had it. I had it all ready to go. God damn it, Jamie. Should we go to Jason? Mm, Paradise PD. I don't know what that is. Is that another cartoon? But they're like, I think, mashing up or it's... They're mashing the two together? Yeah. Huh. The Return of Brickleberry. I like so Go list, Go watch it, everybody. Yep, so I'm excited. It's very dirty, very funny. Uh, it's, really? it's obscene. Yeah, it's an adult cartoon. Very much. So don't let your kids watch. Brickleberry. You'll What's see the name? Connie? doing things. Connie oh. is a woman who is... Uh, She's a very masculine woman. Yes. Yeah, it's very funny. But all right, Jason, take it away.
All right. In case I was a little dark earlier. You were. To win Melinda back. Okay. <laughs> I've got Kenny, a... Kenny is now done with this podcast. I've got a story of an animal being rescued. Stalkerito oh. is out. New York subway workers noticed a cat on the subway tracks. Oh, boy. Over the weekend. And it was a half-blind cat. Oh, no. And they... Uh, couldn't lure it out, so they is, laid traps. Is it blind on the top of the eyes or the bottom of the eyes? Is it like one eye's gone? <laughs> well, I've got blind. the photo. I've got the photo. Oh, they, man. I wasn't going to say anything, right, and right, then yeah. you did. Right, yes. <laughs> they managed to uh, catch it in a trap Sunday morning, so then they dubbed the cat Big Al. We'll use Big Al since we didn't have a photo of the... should blind Al. <laughs> we didn't, since we don't have a photo of the... Um, one can that's for a hole of the day. We can use oh, a photo of Big Al for the podcast. Like yeah, I was gonna say it looks like honks. Sort of. A little bit, black and white. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the white face. That's nice. So they're a positive story on which Yay. to end this. That's a good good way to yes. end the story. Save the cats. Oh, uh, well that one that reminds me then too. I hate to do this, everybody. Uh there is a comedy show, another comedy show that is happening on March twenty first. Uh, it is for Noah's Project, and the reason I bring that up is because that's where Wean Dog came from, everybody. Yep. Wean Dog came from that. So, on uh, March 21st, it's called Wags and Gags, Comedy for a Cause. Three comedians are going to be performing at the Trillium Event Center, uh, 17246 Van Wagoner Road in Spring Lake, Michigan. Uh, I'm not going to lie, everybody, it is a little costly. It's $50. But you do get a meal, you do get the comedy show, you get two drinks, and there are door prizes, there's a silent auction, and a live auction as well. So there's a lot of shit. I'm going, I am planning on going to the show. Uh, three comedians, uh, I do know who they are, right offhand, uh, I'm not remembering. Uh, I'm going to heckle the fuck out of them. <laughs> But uh, March 21st, everybody. So I know I'm, I've uh, been plugging a lot of comedy shows, but there we go. So uh, that's it. That's the podcast. Uh, go like the page on Facebook and Twitter. That's where we do the polls for the a-hole of the day. Uh, please subscribe to the Patreon because uh, give it away free shit over there. And i uh, got some stories that I don't talk about on the regular podcast. So that's it. We're done? Mm-hmm. All right. We're Thank done. you, everybody. Uh, hey, Bill and Jason at Elemental Podcast. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Goodbye.